the year is 2024. PBS Plus has just launched, bringing the world streaming services to 4,387. How can anyone be expected to go through all this content? Fear not, loyal passengers. Captain Joe Shoes and his first mate, Mez, are here to travel through space and time to bring you the best nuggets pop culture has to offer. Strap in, folks. It's time for the Car Jomez Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 386 of the Car Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host, as always, is... The Magistrate of Caravan City. I'm Captain Joe Shoes from the Car Jomez Podcast. Yeah, you are, buddy. What's up? How you doing, bro? Gomez, what an action-packed week that we had. Tons of news, tons of events, some sad news. Oh, no. I don't want that sad news. Oh, no. We're going to have to get into it. We can't avoid the sadness because this is part of life. It is. It is part of life. So let's just hurry up and welcome everyone to the Car Jomez podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Remember to hit the subscribe button, leave a five-star review, follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash at Car Jomez pod. Make sure you're subscribed there. Follow us on all the social media at Car Jomez and Gomez. With all that being said, let's hit the breaking news music. Mm. Breaking news. All right, Joe. What's what are we gonna be talking about here? This is sad, Gomez. Very, very sad. One of I don't, I don't want to say one of the most iconic actors, but he played some of the most iconic characters. Mr. Sure. Carl Weathers has passed yes. away. Oh, it's terrible! What a terrible thing. So by the time this episode comes out, it's been almost a week. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't know he was ill or unwell at any no. at any point. He'd been making appearances at conventions, yeah. charging a hefty, hefty fee to get his <laughs> autograph it's and a picture with him. I think Mark Sterling paid like $350 to get Ooh. a... A figure, a Star Wars figure sign. Yeah, that Mandalorian money, baby. Yeah. So, and I know a lot of people who I've seen about, like, you know, like saving up so they can meet Carl Weathers because he was doing all these conventions and stuff. Now, the convention scene is popping right now, huge popping. You know, it's big money for all these people. It used to be when you would go to a Comic-Con, everyone was kind of like a B or a C-level oh, yeah. celebrity, it's crazy right? Now. I see. I mean, lists. you have A-listers showing. Yeah. A- like Tom Hiddleston just did um, Megacon here in Orlando last weekend. Yeah, that's like, crazy, Tom Hiddleston's bro. a big star. He don't need uh, to Ewan McGregor that. showing up to do these things. He's that's a big star. insane. Yeah. You know, I understand you get like the voice actors, like Peter Cullen, yeah. the voice of Optimus Prime. Yeah, he shows up and yeah. does a lot. Alan Oppenheimer, now that he's elderly, does appearances on the West Coast if it's close to home or whatever. Uh, but like you're getting like prime of their career type people anymore. It's not just people like Ernie Hudson is the only Ghostbuster yeah. you're ever going to meet, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. I can't believe yeah, it. Yeah, so... Getting Carl Weathers uh, for a lot of people would have been a big deal. I mean, oh, Apollo yeah. Creed Hell is yeah. one of the all-time great antagonists in film. Yes, sir. That's but this is an iconic character. 
Yes. And then you think about Dylan from Predator. And you the think best. about him playing himself as a, a super cheapskate in Arrested Development. <laughs> so good. I always forget about that. And I go, oh, my God, that's right. It was classic stuff. And apparently that was his idea to play it that way. Because I, I guess saw they, that, yeah. I, I just saw it now. I never saw any interviews before that where this was ever noted. But he didn't want to do just like Rocky sight gag jokes. Yeah. So he was like, what if I was really cheap? And then they write like him being just basically homeless yeah. <laughs> it's just like i love it classic stuff bro so oh. that's really sad and like i said i never heard any stories about him you know being sick or anything it seemed like he was you know fairly active and nimble up until he the looked last great day. bro he looked great wasn't like he looked sickly or nothing he was still look like carl weathers he still looked good and you know when people start listing his accomplishments it's crazy to think like the 45th thing on the list that they say is, oh, yeah, he also played linebacker for the Raiders. Yeah, bro. From the CFL to the NFL. It's pretty crazy. That's pretty. Yeah. That alone is pretty like, wow, you had a, a crazy life. Good for you, bro. Yeah. And then he, I kind of grow after I kind of grow. Pretty crazy, bro. Oh, so, yeah, oh, that's our, our sad news. Uh, what are you have any other Carl Weathers roles you can think of, Gomez? I know you had a little oh. Twitch stream that went up uh, almost that that evening. Yeah, I put it up because, like I said, why not? I'm sitting at home doing nothing. I was going to watch the movies. I said, maybe other people want to watch these movies. So one of the movies I showed was Action Jackson. I had never seen this movie, but when people bring up Carl Weathers, this is something they bring up because this is him as a leading man. You know, this is his movie. He's the main guy. Yeah, And yeah, it's yeah. basically... Him just kicking ass, you know. It's this '90 action movie where he's just fucking the the cheesy one liners, the fucking over the top shit. It was fantastic. What a picture! I loved it. It was so good, bro. I've never seen it. It's so good. I I gotta get you a copy. You you would love it. This is a Joe movie. You're gonna be like, how have I never seen this before? You're gonna be sad all over again. You're like, oh man, Carl Weathers, bro. Now I'm really gonna miss him. I also we played Hurricane Smith. Uh, it was good, not as good, but it's the same kind of thing. Him kicking ass in Australia. His sister moves to Australia. He has to bring her back to the U.S. Crazy. I mean, that's a good place to do it. <laughs> it looked nice. It Australia does need a good ass kicking every once in a while. <laughs> it's been Who a while. better to do it than Carl Weathers? Oh, not no more. Well, we'll get you back next time, Australia. But yeah, that's why I say follow the Twitch stream. You never know. I might pop up anytime. Have some fun. So that's our sad news this week, Gomez. Yes. But let's talk about some actual news. We got some entertainment Ooh. news out there. The okay. Grammys were this past week, and Taylor oh, Swift yeah. won her 13th Grammy and took the opportunity to announce that she's coming out with a new album. And not just a new Taylor's Crazy. version album, which Crazy. is what was being rumored this whole time. Yes, She's got a whole it. album of brand new music, and that's coming out on April 19th, the Tortured Poets Department. What a title. Oh, Pete Wentz is kicking himself going, damn, Taylor. What a what a title. <laughs> you know what's funny is like she gets up there and she's like, oh, I've had this secret I've been keeping in. And I, I don't know if people were expecting uh -oh. the Taylor's version album or if she yes. was going to say like, oh, I'm engaged or whatever. Like, <laughs> oh, that'd be crazy. It was the almost like. Was... <laughs> it was almost like people were on the edge of their seats like, like, were, queasy, like they really well, didn't know what to expect. 
You never know what's up. But yeah, the rumor was that it was going to be the Reputation re-release, the Taylor version. Mm-hmm. Even even the outfit she had, it was very... Uh, my wife was like, oh, that looks like a Reputation. This is it. She's dropping it. She was getting all excited. And even better news, a brand new album. God damn. I mean, it's a lot better news because Reputation is not her best. I mean, There's I know songs on. There, I know yeah. we're on like the edge of what's left for her to do to redo. In all honesty, I'm not begging for a new mm. reputation. Don't be hating. There's some. There's some gems on there, bro. Yeah, it's it's hit. easily skippable for me. I mean, you know, there's a lot of Taylor, so yeah, I think something's got to be on the bottom. But I still think that bottom is is good. Uh, on Peacock in March, Gomez. Oh, what's going a on new documentary there? about Stormy Daniels. Are you interested <laughs> in a Stormy Daniels documentary? Uh, I mean, I guess, especially with all the extra stuff that happened later on. Is it, is it mostly about that? Uh, I like assume, the like, kind of stuff. That's that's what I assume it's got to be about. It's just like the life and times of Stormy Daniels. Now, Stormy was a huge star in the adult entertainment industry uh, in the early 2000s, I would say. She was a massive star. She's one of the bigger names in the industry. But then she got out, you know, as everyone does at some point. They all do, yeah. And now she's most known, I would say, for this involvement with Donald Trump and all that. I don't know that it requires a documentary, but Peacock's giving it to her. So it's just simply going to be called Stormy. It's got to be. It's probably going to be like five to ten minutes about all the other stuff. And just heavily into the, the the Trump stuff because it seems like why else why else now why now in 2024 like you know there was a very long time ago that Trump like you know that's that's been passed so to bring it up now yeah I feel like we're trying to capitalize on the upcoming election here. Well, speaking of stuff that's happening now, Gomez, Ooh, season six, the final season of Cobra Kai is back in production. Oh, nice. I know. I'm so sad. We usually have that to start our year. We usually get some Cobra Kai to start us off. That damn strike, so bro. So we had the strike and the writer strike on top of that. So then they had to finish writing when that strike was over. Now yeah. they're posting on social media that they're on set. They're filming. That it's going to be kick-ass and everyone's going to go home happy. And I know we've said this. We, we say it whenever there's a new season of Cobra Kai. I can't believe this show has made it six seasons. When the six first seasons season is wild. <laughs> when the first season came out, myself, one if I'm either the biggest karate kid fan I know, or I'm like second. Sure. And I'm going, I don't really think we need a fucking series about this, but okay. And then it ends up being awesome. <sighs> And I'm sitting there ready to hump the wall if it had a vagina in the immediate aftermath. I looked into joining a karate dojo. <laughs> then I thought better of it. I simply went on eBay and bought a trophy that says I Much was a better. karate champion. <laughs> Much better. I have it. It says like 2017 Car Jomez podcast with the little karate man on top of it. Work smart, not hard, folks. <laughs> But I cannot believe now we're six seasons no, into this and like, oh, it's wrapping up. And I'm Can't going, wait. Damn. Going, man, I'm going to miss that Cobra Kai. 
I'm going to miss it, but it is it is time to wrap it up. It's, it's yeah, time. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. definitely time to wrap it up. What Did they mention anything about this movie, right? Because remember, there's supposed to be like a movie coming out that crosses both Karate Kids or something. Remember that? With the, oh the Jackie oh, Chan the Hillary and Swank? the Ralph. Oh, yes, there is. I think that's different, though, isn't it? That, like, I that's going to be completely independent. They were doing a casting thing. Okay. Where they were looking for basically unknown kids who could fit the bill. And then it was going to be Jackie Chan be coming back and stuff. So because I'm very interested in how that works. I want to see the cross promotion. Mm. Uh, so the last thing I got for our entertainment news, Gomez, the Super Ooh. Bowl is this yes. Sunday. Apparently, that's a big deal to some people. Uh, a few people watch it every year. Um no. Just a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a good handful of people. Uh, you may have a couple neighbors may talk about it. Maybe at work there's some water cooler chatter. But one of the big stories that I saw and I found very interesting is that the advertisers for this year, and, and the Super Bowl commercials are normally some of the most oh, talked yeah. about items that go along with this. You have people who don't even enjoy football who will watch to see these uh, usually very high-budget commercials and see oh, how yeah. they're done. Uh, but they're playing it very safe this year. All these oh, wow. big corporations are deathly afraid of offending people, and so they're not pushing the envelope like they Ooh. used to in prior years. Boo-earns. Terrible. Now, terrible, terrible. I don't even see where a Super Bowl commercial is as necessary as it used to be. With the sure. internet, with the way social media works, with the way stuff gets shared around, Paramount Plus put out their commercial last week, I think, and we shared it <laughs> on our social media. It was a banger. Fucking fantastic. If you Top guys that, haven't seen it, you can find it on our social media. Um, it was posted in our group as well on Facebook. Simply search Car Jomez Podcast on Facebook to find the group, and it's free, so join up. But it's Patrick Stewart. It's Tua Tagovailoa. It's Hey Arnold. It's the band Creed. It is this entirely outrageous amalgamation of characters just being themselves, really. Except Patrick Stewart, who was just having a good time. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing, but we loved it. But, but yeah. it's, it's fantastic. And it's you look great. at that and you go... Do they have to pay CBS $10 million now for 30 seconds of ad time when we've all already seen the commercial and it was shared by everyone possibly under the sun? That's a good point. Like, at this point, pull it. Pull it. Yeah, Save right? your money, bro. What are you doing? It's true. And that's I been the that. past couple of years now, I yeah, feel like. I all that. the best ads are leaking out or not even leaking out. They're they being put, put out, out beforehand. The week of, yeah. By the time Sunday so comes, there's what nothing. do we need to wait for the Super Bowl for? Pretty much the trailers, right? The movie trailers don't get released early. The commercials, you'll still get one or two trailers, like, oh, we might get a Deadpool trailer or something like that. That that don't make us wait. But the commercials, I hate that. It's like, come on, that's the fun of it. Because the one time, right? I mean, you're going to get 20, 30, 40 million, whatever the number is, uh, watching. Who, When do you ever get that number to watch live yeah. TV? So I get capitalizing on it. But if you're going to put it out on the internet, save your money, bro. And if it's good and it gets shared around like this Paramount ad did, I mean, yeah. once I saw it, it felt like it was everywhere. Of course, yes. And people were sharing it all over the place. 
everyone was talking about it the next day. Like once again, it was being shared on Instagram. It was being shared on Twitter. It was being shared on. So it's, it's hitting all the social media platforms at that point. Like, what do you need to pay for? Joe, what, uh, do you know what number Super Bowl this is? 52. You know, kind of close. 58. Do you remember? I feel like growing up, they really pushed that number on us, right? It was always, this is Super Bowl 32. Nowadays, it's just kind of, it's the Super Bowl. Like, you don't really hear that, right? uh, You do. I just think it meant more to us because as kids, everything seems more important to you as a kid. Sure. Sure. So, like, I always go back to the first Super Bowl I can actively remember watching is Super Bowl 24. And why that always sticks out is just because it felt like a big, oh, wow, it, there's been 24 Super Bowls. Right? Exactly. It's like, oh, this and the crazy. 49ers blew out the Denver Broncos that year, 55 to 10. I remember watching at my aunt and uncle's house in Long Island. And, like, no one even had fun because it was such a blowout. But I remember one of the big appeals for me when we go back to the commercials, was the Bud Bowl. Of course, it was, yeah. It was Bud Light versus Bud, and they had the third beer. It was a, oh, a free agent, and they were going to see what team he ended on. It was Bud Dry, and oh Bud Dry God. was going to pick a team. <laughs> Chris Berman for Bud Bowl Update. It's been almost a year since that controversial fumble gave Budweiser the win in Bud Bowl too. Bud Light is struck back by making quarterback sensation Bud Dry its top draft choice. Big and bold with that rifle arm. Bud Dry is the coolest thing to hit the BFL since Budway Joe. Will Bud Dry sign in time for Bud Bowl 3? Bud Bowl Update will keep you informed as this all-important story develops. But that's what I remember. So I think the numbers, I don't think they've ever gone away. Uh, With WrestleMania, you see, like, they don't really push the WrestleMania numbers anymore. Definitely not. This year they are because it's 40. They could do the XL. So you notice that, like they're doing that. I just think it gets to a certain point where you go, like, ah, how many of these are we really gonna do? UFC? Remember, UFC tried taking away the numbers at one point, and then they they said yeah, the fans the kind of were like, No, we need our numbers. Cause they were gonna end the numbers out, like UFC one hundred. I remember, I think like was going that. to be yeah. that. We're gonna oh, we're gonna do UFC one hundred and then we'll back off the numbers. It'll just be, you know, UFC live in Vegas. Yeah, just UFC Vegas. You know, uh this April, UFC 300 is coming. Is it real? Are we up to 300 already? Pretty crazy, right? It's I mean, so crazy. when you think about it, and I'm going, like, I haven't really paid any attention to UFC, and I was never a big UFC guy yeah. to begin with. You were. You you yeah. and other friends of ours were UFC guys. So I like the social aspect of it, where sure. I would get come in. Out. Yeah, hang chilling, out, have, some have a couple of adult beverages and Drugs, some nachos. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like nachos. If you give me an opportunity to come hang Ooh. out and have nachos, I'm I'm probably going to come. Uh, actually, back then, yes. Nowadays, I'm probably not going to go anywhere. Uh, I still want to be invited because I at least want to have to give an excuse as to why I won't come. I'm probably not going to show up. But I think it would be fucked up if I don't get invited. So I, I please continue to invite me to things, but know full well. Maybe I'm washing my hair that evening. Maybe I can't find a babysitter. I'm probably really busy. It happens. It happens to the best of us. Ah, and speaking of nachos, Gomez. What? You like that transition, right? I love it. I'm so excited now, too, because I, I love would... nachos. So 
Well, this isn't necessarily a nacho, but we're in the same family because it's our okay. friends at Old El Paso. Okay. And what they doing over there? Are doing a going? collaboration for a dessert taco shell with cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm with it, baby. Give it to me. I want it right now. So these are going to be like cinnamon-dusted taco shells you could use at yeah. home, maybe make your own choco taco if you like. God, those were the best. I miss them every day, bro. By the time this episode comes out, they will be available exclusively at walmart.com until supplies run out. Dot com, okay. But then they will hit retailers nationwide next month in March. All right, sure. So walmart.com is just getting the heads up right now. All right. Maybe I have to wait, but I am interested. I always see recipes like that, right? It's like you take the tortilla, we're gonna put some cinnamon on it, put some ice cream in there. Now they do it for you. Woo-hoo! Sign me up, baby. I, I mean, it. if you like recipes for dessert, our friends at Betty Crocker. Ooh, what they got going on? A this whole bunch episode. of Oreo things. Oreo everything. We Oreo cake mix, Oreo lava cake mix, Oreo brownie mix, Oreo cream frosting. They're putting out a whole line of Oreo. And I'm an Oreo guy, Gomez. Mm. I mean, I'm not going to buy any of this because then I'd have to make it myself. I want pre-prepared Oreo items. Bro, buy the frosting if it tastes like Oreo cream. Well, well, the frosting I will buy every now and then just to have with a spoon. I'll take a couple spoons. You know, like people do that with peanut butter. They go, they have a couple spoonfuls. They put it. That's me with frosting. I do that too. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, so a whole line of Oreo stuff. Everyone Mm. loves Oreo. In fact, over on YouTube.com slash Joe Shoes, I got a brand new video trying out brand new space dunk Oreos. I myself went into space, brought these back, and tried them. That way, you should know whether you should try them. And those Space Dunk Oreos, they were available exclusively at Oreo.com for a while. But now, you should be able to find them at stores nationwide. Bro, I'm in space and I ain't see shit. Where the fuck these Oreos at? You made a right when you should have made a left. Fucking Albuquerque. God damn it. It's bullshit. And we got some shake news, Gomez. You're a shake guy, right? Bro, you are just, you making, oof, all right. I said, what, what we got? Now, this is not something I get excited for, but the Shamrock Shake is back at McDonald's already. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's hit every McDonald's, but it, it's been around enough where it's, uh, the other McDonald's are just catching up now at this point. So that's going to be back in Shake or McFlurry form. So if you're a classic Shamrock Shake person, that should be there, or if you want the McFlurry version. I'm not a mint dessert person, really. I I am. I like like junior mints and stuff. And recently, I've tried mint ice cream. I never like. I've always been like, I don't want that. But I'm like, but I eat junior mints and peppermint patties and stuff like that. Thin mint cookies. So I'm like, why wouldn't I try the yeah, ice cream? And not I my thing. There used to be at a bar I went to. The bartender would make a thin mint shot. Ooh, and you know, I would have the mood it for it. I would have it because everyone else was having it, you know, like you're in sure, a group. Yeah. And she's she's like, hey, anybody want to I'll make a round of shots. And I'm like, all right, fine. But it, like it wasn't something I was ordering on my own. Yeah, I got to be in the mood for the mint. It's not something I do all the time. Uh, you mentioned shake. I tried uh, two new shakes at the Sonic, Joe. I went to the Sonic. Is this they the peanut butter one? Shakes. I saw they were yes. doing a lot of peanut butter items. Yeah. So they got like a peanut butter a cheeseburger. 
and they got a peanut butter shake, the peanut butter and bacon, excuse me, mm. milkshake. It was delicious. Perfect. Really? Wonderful. Oh, yeah, I love it. They've done it before, and I've done peanut butter. You know, peanut butter and bacon, it's a delicious thing, baby. Salty, See, sweet. I've, I've stayed away from Sonic for a while now because the last couple of things I, I've tried and that I did review videos on were, like, wildly disappointing. To the point where I was like, yeah, whenever I see them come out with something, especially their burgers aren't really the best. The food is is not great. I like their snacky foods. Like I like I really uh, their tots are great. Like you know, especially because when we've spoken about this before, we don't get tots in enough places. Yes, love the tots. I do. They got tots now with the. Uh, they do like tot nachos, as they're calling it. Tachos. Little, tachos. Tachos. And they put a little pulled pork on top, a little barbecue sauce. I didn't try it, but it looked good. It looked good. The other shake I had there was a chocolate-covered strawberry shake. So it was like a shake, and they put little strawberry pieces and chocolate chunks. It was good. You know, I get it. I've never really disappointed with the shakes. I enjoy their shakes. No, their shakes are normally they've something about it. They're like extra thick. Like you feel like yeah. you're not just having like soft serve ice cream. It feels like no, a yeah, milk it's a shake. it's a fucking yeah. shake. Yeah, it's good. So That's I love. Why I, I love always me felt that, that way about White Castle shakes too. My mom was yes. big on that. She always felt that way about White Castle. There was nothing like a White Castle milkshake because it was just something about the thickness and consistency of it that she. Was like, if we're going there, we got to have a fucking chocolate shake. You got it. You got to wash down those burgers. Mm. And speaking of shakes, Gomez, Del Taco is celebrating its 60th anniversary this year. It's six. Oh, I'm sorry. 60th birthday this year. That's crazy. 60. Damn. Now, do you have Del Taco? There are no real Del Tacos by no. you, right? I Del Taco is Vegas, mainly maybe? a West Coast thing. Uh, I've had it down here. It's they're not abundant by me and by any means. I I know there's a a guy on Twitter who's been begging me to do a Del Taco review for a while, but it's like very out of the way for me to do. Um, but Del Taco is celebrating their 60th birthday with a new birthday cake shake. That seems oh, like a perfect way to do it. That's good. Do they normally do uh, stuff like that? Like, are they having fun things on their menu? Like, do you see that? I shit really up? don't know. I mean, I I look for new items, and when I see yeah. them, but I don't really see Del Taco come up a lot in my yeah, search. Um, I never really know. Like, it, it's something I always forget exists. It's never something anyone talks about or anything like that. Oh, that's a shame. Poor Del Taco. No so respect. maybe I got to look. Maybe I'll, I'll be able to take a trip. I got some busy times coming up. Bunch of stuff that I'll be uh, doing or appearing or trying. I got uh, Toy Hio this weekend. Oh, that, yeah. I'm so excited to hear about this, bro. So if you're, in, if you're in the greater uh, Cleveland area, <laughs> uh, I believe it's about an hour outside of Cleveland. Uh, okay. Come see me. Ticks are like five bucks in advance. Okay. Or they're like That's... 10 bucks at the door. And then you come meet me. I'll be there with Brian Myers, Moose, and Danhausen. Apparently, a couple of those people like Danhausen. He, he's mildly Ooh. popular. He's pretty popular for ten bucks, bro. That's that's pretty and damn then, good. Uh, you know, I'll be looking for some toys. I got some stuff on the mind that you know I may be hunting for, so I'll be doing a little shopping myself. There's a whole bunch of like uh, vendors and and people. It's just a huge toy convention. Ooh, I've seen nice. videos of the past ones, uh, yeah. so I'm excited to be able to go to this. Ooh, and it's a one-day it. thing. It's not like a whole oh, weekend. Really, it's just one day. Just oh. Saturday. So if you're listening on Thursday or Friday, B 
be there on Saturday in Girard, Ohio. Awesome. All right. I can't wait. So an, a nice one-day show, big ass toy convention. Come down, get meet meet the special guests, and let's go toy hunting. Yeah, Captain Joe and TNA Champ Moose. Oh, baby, what a combo. Yeah, I don't think we've met before. Maybe I was gonna we ask have met met. actually, I think we have met maybe like once, but but it was only in passing. We were on a show oh, together or something. Oh, but I can't wait. It's gonna be your best friend, I bet. I love moose now. That's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna hear. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, whenever we go to these things, people are always amazed at the people I become friends with. Like when I went I to Broski's uh, New Year's Eve party. By the end of it, me and John Morrison were like BFF. I love that. Why wouldn't <laughs> you be BFF with John Morrison? It makes sense, bro. It works. Come on. You know, it's just it's always something like shoes always makes a friend somewhere so even like the last live show by the end of it me and ricky morton were like super close like hanging out sharing stories me and savio vega hanging out like there's always it just seems like there's always an instance where i just make a friend you're so lovable how can they resist i'm very personable you are (laughs) i watched only a, a couple extra things as a in addition to our main event this week but one of them is something I've never seen before. Well, actually, both of them are. But this one in particular, I've never seen it before. Yet, it has lived rent-free in my head for over a decade now. And when the trailer for this movie first came out, and the movie came out in 2010, it's got Harrison Ford, my double main man, Brendan Fraser. And I saw this commercial And it's Harrison Ford simply yelling, I already work around the clock. And I have said that individual line over and over thousands of times. Thousands of times. (laughs) I've probably tweeted it a hundred times on its own. I've never seen this movie. Never so ever seen I already work around the clock, the major motion picture. I, and, su- I it's so crazy. <laughs> I assumed you had seen it when you said that to me. I was like, wait, what? So I didn't even know what the movie was about. Like, just from the commercials <laughs> alone, <laughs> I just thought like Harrison, yeah, like Harrison Ford looks like he's a scientist, and Brendan Fraser's like, I don't know if we work harder, if we work around the clock, and Harrison Ford goes, I already work around the clock. <laughs> So I just assumed Harrison Ford was like mad passionate about his lab, you know, and and working around the clock and stuff. Like, so I didn't know for all I knew, the movie is like two hours of people coming in and out going, hey, Harrison Ford, want to come to lunch? And he's like, no, I need to work around the clock. And it's like, okay, well, I guess I I won't come back. And he's like, no, get out of my lab. Like, he's very passionate about his lab. That's what I just expected the movie to be about. Boy, that's not what that movie's about, is it, Joe? So I'm just going to read the IMDb (laughs) synopsis of this film. I can't wait to hear it. (laughs) The movie is entitled Extraordinary Measures, which really doesn't give anything away in the title. It's a 2010 film, and it is a drama centered on the efforts of John and Eileen Crowley to find a researcher who might have a cure for their two children's rare genetic disorder. What? (laughs) Them kids are dying, bro. There are dying (laughs) children, and I just thought it was a movie about Harrison Ford being a grumpy old man and wanting people to get out of his fucking lab. 
nope. It is not grumpy old scientist, Joe. It is not at like, all. Just this, leave me it's... alone in my lab and be gone. And no, it's not what it's about at all. Please and even save in the film, my child. Wait, that's exactly what it's. It's Brendan Fraser and Kerry Russell like begging Harrison Ford, like, please, you may have research that could crack the code on how to cure our children. <laughs> Oh, and even man. in the movie, when it finally builds up to that one line, it's like like a throwaway. Like, it's just another line. And I'm like, what do you mean it's just that? That's the whole movie is that line. <laughs> oh, my God. The movie's not it. very good. Oh, that's sad to hear. I couldn't imagine it'd be very good. I figured it'd be like, yeah. um, is it very sad? Like, is it? No, I don't. Th- I, I just okay. I don't think it's very good storytelling at all. Okay. In all honesty, as a movie, it's just it's not good. Um, it just it's just like oh, we have sick children. Oh, you're a researcher who's who's looking into this disease, and you may, and then it's like a lot of like business and science, and and then it's just like oh, here's the epilogue. Why didn't you just make it about Harrison Ford kicking people out of his lab? That was hilarious. That's not a bad idea for a movie. We need more scientist movies where they're not so stressed trying to save the world and stuff. No, they just want to be left alone in their labs to I listen to rock music while they work. Like, who would want to be a scientist? All you ever see is you must save us, man. I just want to. I want to play with a beaker. I want fun you know, science. Yeah, these, you know, make it foam up or something. Play with the Bunsen burner. You know, stuff like that, bro. Yeah, like those kids science the kids. world. Oh my god. That's why You're Bill Nye one. got over. You know, like Bill Nye was having he fun. He was having fun. Yes. So when you call little things you could do at your house, the little experiments. Mr. Wizard. Mr. Wizard was having a great Yo. time. Super That's Dave Osborne having a great time. Oh, did you ever watch Beekman's World? Beekman's World. <laughs> I always felt like Beekman's World was like the Temu version of Bill Nye. That was like the low rent, like, oh, boy, we can't afford cable. What's up, public access? Hey, Mom, can we get Bill Nye? No, we have Bill Nye at home, and it's fucking Beekman's World. Knowing us, we're going to get hate mail now. Beekman's World's the best. (laughs) I love science now because of him. (laughs) Shut up, nerd. Oh, Joe, I watched a couple things this week. Uh, nothing as exciting as, as as you did. I mean, that's pretty exciting stuff. It's a decade in the making. Yeah, I'm finally crossing off something off your, your watch list. That is pretty pretty exciting. Uh, I watched something that's brand new. Just came out this past weekend. It's on Amazon Prime. It is the new Mr. and Mrs. Smith uh, television show. I don't know. We say television show. Series, excuse me. Oh, uh, I've heard this, about this. Yes, uh, it stars uh, Donald Glover. I forget the lady's name. I've never seen her in, in anything, but people seem to uh, dig her. Uh, so this is not. Have, are you familiar with the Mr. and Mrs. Smith movie? I know the. I've never seen the movie, but I know the premise of it. Like they're both spies, right? And they don't know the yeah. other one is a spy. Yeah. So that's that's how that one works. So this one kind of just takes the the idea of the the movie and it's it and expands it into. Turns it into something different where these are two people who don't know each other and they have to pretend to be married uh, is the mission. So it's just two random people sign up for this uh, agency, whatever the fuck it is, 
and now they've come together to try to do submissions. Uh, the first episode's about an hour. The rest of the season is about 40 minutes. I think there's 10 episodes. Uh, I watched two of them, and uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty interesting. Uh, the characters are good. Donald Glover is good. And I, I, Sorry, I didn't write this uh, lady's name down. She's fantastic, too. The two leads are good, right? Because everyone talks about how could you remake this, right? Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, the chemistry, you know, but they're pretty good. They work well off each other. It's definitely something I'm gonna I'm gonna come back and check out. It's a it sounds like an, a time investment, so that's gonna be something. It I'm is gonna ten be, episodes. I'm be happy yeah. To, yeah, they all dropped. It's Amazon, so all the episodes are out already. Mm. So. And Donald Glover was also in the news this week because as he was doing press for this show, he was asked about the Community movie. Now you and I like were both it. big fans of Community, and Love he it. said the script is. Pretty much done, right? Is what he was saying. And yes. everybody's on board. He's on board, but it's going to be a matter of timing and if they can get everyone together, which seems like he's already making an excuse for being too busy to do it. Because, I mean, listen, I, I love community. Would I watch a community movie? Of course I would. But I can't imagine that's on anyone's high priority list of when they're picking their projects for the year. I got to make time for the community movie. If I you it, think bro. about it outside of him, what's, what's everyone, everyone else doing? doing? Uh, Joel McHale's got season two of that, that show that you watched the uh, animal control. That's back, bro. I mean, sure. He was in a couple <laughs> episodes of the bear. <laughs> so he gets around. Is he a host of something? I feel like he's a host. I feel like he is shows, doing, he's right? hosting some kind of show right now. But Ali's Allison Brie is doing these movies here and there with her husband. They well, like husband, write and direct yeah. these smaller yes, movies. They do. Um, Gillian Jacobs was just in something. And yeah, I haven't seen, I feel like I haven't seen her in a long time. Yeah. Uh, Yvette Nicole Brown pops up here and there. I can't imagine, again. I can't imagine they're bringing Chevy back. He's probably not allowed back. back. Yeah. He probably, yes, he talks his shit. He don't want to come back. And if Donald Glover's talking about doing it, you know, then Chevy, he, you know. Yeah, he's, 100%. He's been and, very vocal. And Danny Pudi, I mean, oh, DuckTales is canceled, right? Like, so. I forgot. That's right. He is on DuckTales. But, yeah, uh, seeing him in real life, I can't. I feel like he did pop up in something where I was like, oh, my God, wow. But I said, oh, my God, wow, because it was like, what is this guy doing? It's been forever. Uh, Gillian Jacobs was in Winning Time. That's where I remember yes, seeing. Yes, that's right. Yes, she was Pat Riley's right. wife. Yes, that's correct. Yes, okay. So, oh. but like, it's not like I'm sure they're doing other stuff, but it's not like they're all so busy. So then, it's all about Mister Mister Gambino, please. And that's friends really, that was the downfall of the show, if you ask me. Is it after after he left the show originally, it was never the same. Hundred percent. It was still good, but it was you know Troy and Abed's very important to the show. And to I think Troy and Abed might be like the most important relationship on the show. Sure, because there was there were the solid they were the rock right. Everyone else had their ups and downs. And you can always count on them too. To you know, whereas the show started basically as a vehicle for for Jeff and Britta, yeah. I think it really made the pivot to like Jeff was always the main guy, but the show really was at its best when 
Troy and Abed were the focal relationship, and they had to bail out of that Jeff and Britta romance kind of quickly. All the Jeff romances did not work. No, yeah. and, and the Annie one is just weird terrible. now looking back. It's very weird. It's terrible. No good. But show's good. Even even that Yahoo uh, season, it's got, it's got some good stuff in there. There are hidden things here and there. You know, certain episodes hit better than others. They bring in the guy from Breaking Bad at one point. And yes, they start bringing in people. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I forget. I just, I don't, I can't tell you anything that happened in that season, but I just remember going, yeah, there was one or two things that were, you know, it wasn't terrible. But yeah, I remember that a season on, yeah, I don't even remember what was that app. I don't remember how we watched that fucking thing. We didn't watch like, it. Was- I, we didn't, is the thing. No one did. I didn't watch it until the show got added to like Hulu or something with the final season. So it was probably two years after the fact until I watched the final season. We've been through it all, guys. These damn streaming platforms. Remember, remember, hey, Cobra Kai. We just spoke about Cobra Kai. That started yeah. as a YouTube series. YouTube, YouTube Red. Red. Yes, sir. Now you just now you pay for YouTube so you don't get commercials. Now yeah. they don't even, they don't give you shows no more. At least you got shows back then. Now it's just like you don't want commercials. Here you go. Boom. They do give you a bunch of movies though if you're subscribed. I'm subscribed. There's movies. Yes. There's know. a bunch of free movies there. If you just go to the movies tab, there's a whole set. And I think they also have a, a maybe with Max. So if you're subscribed to YouTube uh premium or whatever, I think you get the yeah. movies that are on Max. So Ooh. I happen to be scrolling the other night. I watched the American president with Michael Douglas. <laughs> How was it? Did you enjoy it? I'm Andrew Shepard, and I am the president. Great movie. Love it. Uh, I love it. I love the idea of the president just being horny on Maine. Like, he meets a chick he likes, and he just goes for it. Good for him. Do you think a single president would be elected in our times? I don't know. People be getting crazy about the stupidest things. This guy's not married. How can we trust him to run the country? I know. Like what? What are you talking about, bro? Oh, November. Oh, Jesus. You got you got something else, Chuck? I got me. I got one other one other thing I watched. So I got one other thing. This was a new release on Netflix this week, Gomez. And I know you haven't watched it. I want you to watch it though. Even if you don't talk about it on this show, I think you're just going to enjoy it. And I think a lot of people would, especially if you're in our age bracket, because the song "We Are the World." That came out in 1985 was a massive, huge hit. And I was three years old at the time. So you just, you hear throughout the years, oh, you know, it's got Bruce Springsteen. It's got Michael Jackson. It's got this person, that person. And you're just like, oh yeah, that's cool. This, there's a documentary on Netflix called The Greatest Night in Pop. And it runs just over an hour and a half. And it's a documentary about the making of this song and what it took to get everyone together for one night to record this one song. Because one of the overriding themes of the 80s was uh, children starving in Africa. And it was like like a meme. Before there were memes, 
it was always a joke. Oh, don't throw this out. You know, there's children starving in Africa every day, wherever you went, you heard about the starving children. And this song comes about because Harry Belafonte, very popular singer for decades and decades, but he was also a very uh, committed activist. And he had this idea to put this, get a bunch of celebrities or singers in one place at one time, do a song for charity to raise money so they could donate to uh, these uh, African countries and towns where Ethiopia was really what it was. Yes, Ethiopia. To feed these starving children because there were stories all over about people just literally dying of starvation. And it's the story about what goes in to making that song, the background of putting a song together where it becomes Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson writing the song together and then getting Quincy Jones on board to produce and then Quincy coming up with uh, who they even want there. Then it becomes, how are we going to get everyone there? Then it becomes, which person's going to sing which part? Are we going to offend people? Do you think we could get Prince in the same room as Michael? Because there was some heat there. And they have a bunch of archival footage from that night because the music video was being, they only had one night to do this. So they're filming the music video for it because MTV was the thing at the time. So there's all this archival footage that was really never seen before. And they get a lot of people to come back and do interviews for this documentary. It ends up being a really cool documentary. So Netflix, recently uh, they did that Wham! documentary that I think we both watched. I wasn't really a fan of it. It was just very blah to me. This one, I was like, holy shit, now this is fucking cool. Now we got Cindy Lauper here. Now we got Huey Lewis here. Now we got Steve Perry. And watching them from the archival footage, watching them around each other is badass. And then Sheila E. is in this. And it was almost like they only wanted Sheila E. because they were hoping Prince would come with her. Because they had a part of the song selected for Prince to sing. And they kept asking Sheila E. Like, oh, do you think Prince is going to come? Do you think Prince is coming? Is he coming yet? Is Prince going to come? So finally, she just gets fed up because she feels like she's being used. And she bounces. And they're like, ah, I guess there goes our shot with Prince. All right, Huey Lewis, you're singing his solo now. It's a big difference between... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then Huey Lewis, they bring in Huey Lewis now, and then he's like, all of a sudden, I got to sing Prince's part. <laughs> That's good. It sounds good. I saw it, I saw that came out. It dropped. I saw people talking about it. It's definitely something uh, I'm going to put on my list there. It, sound, it sounds like a good time. I yeah, like I think if you're old enough to remember the song, and I don't remember like why it was such a big deal like in the yeah. moment. I was super sure. young. But I do remember it being a very, like, it was a song you heard all the time. So, like, looking back at it, to see this collection of people, and it's over 40, like, big-time stars. Springsteen, Harry Belafonte, Lionel Richie, uh, Ray Charles, like, Stevie Wonder. These are, like, these are not, like, lower-tier people. You know what I mean? Legends. All legends, bro. It's wild. And to see them all in one place at one time is incredible. And they said even at one point, I think Cindy Lauper was the one who started it. So they all had, like, their notes and what part of the song they were, you know, outlined for them and whatever. Cindy Lauper started going around and having everybody sign it for her. 
So then, like, once the ice was cracked, then they all started doing the same thing. So funny. <laughs> Bunch of mocks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, go check that out. It's called The Greatest Night in Pop, and that's on Netflix right now. So just over an hour and a half. Once you get into it, once they're kind of done laying the groundwork for the first couple of minutes, it like really picks up. And Lionel Richie starts telling stories about going over to Michael Jackson's house to have to write this song and some fucking wild stories, dude. Oh, you got me excited. I'm definitely, I'm, it's going to the top of the list, Joe. It's going to the top of the list. I can't wait. So, Joe, I watched one other thing. I watched something that I've been I've been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. But I finally, I don't know why. I think it came up on my suggested after I watched something else. So I said, you know what? Let me check this out. Uh, I watched the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. This has uh, been out for a couple years now, right? That came out before the pandemic. Yeah, I want to uh, say before the pandemic. Right Was this an Amazon pandemic. Prime movie? Something like that. I remember... I was going to say, uh, I don't necessarily remember it getting a real release, but I want to say it was on Prime or something. Some shit. I never I never got around to it. The buzz, obviously, Kevin Smith movies, the buzz is, is never really good, right? I, mean, I can't remember the last time mm-hmm. he had a, a good buzz for one of his movies. So I put it off. So I finally decided to watch it. I had some free time this weekend. And, uh, you know, I didn't hate the movie. I didn't love it, but... I, you know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being with these. I thought characters. it was fine. I remember watching you know, exactly, it like when it first yeah. came out. You know, like I, I wasn't fucking cracking up, laughing, but it was just like it was fun to hang out with these characters again, and just you know, it was nice. It was a nice little story about him being a dad. You know, I was just kind of, I was kind of rocking with it. It's Jay and Silent Bob doing Jay and Silent Bob things. You know, like you, you know what you're getting, right? You put on the movie, you can't be like, "What the fuck!" Like it's exactly what you would think the movie is. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of enjoyed it. I'm not, you know, all four stars, but two and a half, three stars, it's fine. You know, if you like Kevin Smith and you've been putting it off, I, I think this is, you know, it's no Clerks three, right? I think Clerks three is, is fantastic. Clerks uh, three was good, surprisingly good. It was yeah, a movie was I definitely wasn't looking forward very to. Very good. No. And I walked away like, oh, wow, that was that was a good-ass movie. It's not not good like that. But, again, hanging with these characters, they're so old. It makes me feel so fucking old seeing yeah. these people look Because remember it's when like... – it's, it's funny now because Clerks has been on the brain for me a lot with uh, Major Bendy's doing Jane Silent Bob. Yes, that's, that's uh, also Major one Bendy's. of the reasons. Yeah. So now everybody's talking about Clerks. You know, when when like Mallrats came out, when I was a freshman, a sophomore in high school, Clerks and Mallrats were like the movies everybody watched. And at the time, they were like very meaningful to my popular culture. Like, okay, this is the kind of lifestyle I'm in. Brody was the cool guy. Oh, so what if he liked comics? Like he had a hot girlfriend and he was witty and smart and funny. Like, and it was like that slacker culture of yeah. the early to mid 90s, which was completely wiped out by the end yep. of the decade, you know? So it's, it's, you know, like the 80s has an overwhelm, like an over encompassing vibe to it. The 70s, the 60s, the, the 90s really can be broken up into different parts Lots because of there's it's that hard. slacker culture from the early part of the decade. By the end of the decade, those people are fucking losers, and it's all about the bro. extreme. The, the come on, bro, the new metal. Let's go. you know it. It really is a, a 
a 180 from the beginning of the decade. Yes, 100%. And to watch Clerks now, I find to be very difficult, the original Clerks, just because it it's such a moment in time. Like, it's it such a product of its time that for those of us who didn't experience it or live it, I don't know. I would be super interested to see, like, if someone's a freshman in high school now, and they watch Clerks. Like, what do they think of this movie? Because for me, it's it's hard. It's a hard movie to watch now. Right away. First of all, it being in black and white already, you're gonna have people just not even paying any attention to it. But the real talk when it came out on video, I remember me and my buddy went to Blockbuster and rented this movie, not thinking anything of it. We're like, oh, we heard people talking about yeah, this. Well, it's the movie. That's and we put it on and it's in black and white. And we're like looking at it like we stopped it, took out the tape, <laughs> blew in the VCR like it was an old <laughs> Nintendo. Like, what the fuck is going on? Then like you flip around the back of the box and at the bottom it says, you yeah. know, 98 yeah. minutes, whatever. BNW and we're like yeah. holy this is a black and white movie like what and then we didn't watch it I think the other movie we had picked up the same day was uh Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight I think yeah. those are the two movies we got so we watched that one instead and we're like all right fuck this one is great but I put I returned Clerks and then didn't watch it again for like another year or something I get it though. but like so, yeah. the stuff with the guy and checking all the eggs and sitting on the floor yeah. and but you give clerks a lot of credit where it was the first one to have like pop culture chatter in the movie yeah. because that's what people did it was just people this talk. was the first time it was ever really acknowledged yes it was hey it's fun to think that i'm in the same toy line as jay and silent bob it's awesome it's pretty cool like, that's pretty crazy Macho and Jay and Silent Bob. I just got my Macho Man Bendy last week. It's beautiful. Looks great. So I had a nice run on top, but uh, unfortunately, I don't think I'll be doing a repeat of Bendy of the Year this year. <laughs> That's all right. We'll get him next time, champ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, that's all I watched this week, Joe, except. For one last thing that we both watched here. It's Love Month, baby. Oh, baby. Love Month kicking it off officially with this. I don't know. Is this a classic? I don't know. Uh, I don't don't think it's a classic. I know you folks, uh, when we brought it up a couple weeks ago, people seem to enjoy the movie. It got the folks talking. So I said, let's check this one out here. So this movie came up because when we did Slang and Slang and watched the Jim Carrey Grinch movie, Yes. Which was the highest grossing whatever at the box office. I said this shockingly what the fifth grossing movie of the year 2000 was was this romantic comedy What Women Want with Mel Gibson and Helen Hunt. And that shocked the shit out of me. Yeah. Because while it's a movie I've watched many times I don't picture that as the kind of box office bonanza movie that should be coming in fifth in domestically for the year of 2000 right makes no, no Mel Gibson sense. was a star that's the only that's the that's only the, and Mel Gibson is a superstar at the time and yeah. Helen Hunt was, was a superstar yeah because was, yeah. that was immediately after she got 
all the accolades Oscars. for as good as it gets. Yeah, great movie. Love that movie. Great movie. So she's at that point a star, and she's still reveling in. Yeah, did she win the oh, Oscar for that that I, year, she or she was have. nominated, or she definitely was nominated. And so this is only a year or so after that. Yeah, so, so definitely, you've got yeah. two big time movie stars at that point. So maybe we should have saw it coming, but still, a hundred and eighty-seven million. That's a lot of fucking money, bro. That's domestically, of, in in two thousand, that's a lot of money, bro. For a romantic comedy, crazy. God damn. You know, you, when you look at the worldwide take with the international, you're looking at almost three hundred and seventy-five million dollars. It's a smash. I'm surprised it's not a sequel. That's like, a, that's oh, a we'll get into that. We'll oh. get into that. <laughs> and this was all done on a $70 million budget. There's not really any elaborate sets here. We, you know, we have an office that's, that's set. We have a home set. So that's really all, all salary that's here. Mel Gibson but this money. movie is What Women Want from the year 2000, a running time of two hours and seven minutes. IMDb gives it a 6.4. Rotten Tomatoes, both critics and audiences, rated at fifty-four percent. I did, real fast, Joe. You just reminded me something. That Jay and Silent Bob movie is a ninety-three percent viewer score on Rotten Tomatoes. So basically, the reboot. You, the reboot, yeah, ninety-three. It's like a fifty-four from the critics, and then the audience is a ninety-three. I was like, holy shit. But I get it. If you if you're gonna watch the movie, you're gonna like it pretty much. Yeah. My goodness, I just that totally jogged my memory. Thank. You. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go back to Mel Gibson here. Let's. So, like I said, it's the fifth highest grossing domestic movie in the year 2000. Number four on that list, right above it, was Gladiator Ooh, at 187.7. So just about five million more. And I forget about how big a thing Gladiator was at the it time. Because that was like that an epic, thing, you know? Epic, That's a movie yep, I want to go back and rewatch. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right behind it at number six was The Perfect Storm at wow. 182.6. So only a couple hundred thousand dollar difference between what women want and The Perfect that Storm. That seems like a lot of money for The Perfect Storm, bro. But we on a, really boat, into, a boat movie, like, but what? these kind of disaster movies at the time, Armageddon, uh, what was like, the other, deep, uh, uh, what was the other one, Deep, deep Impact, Impact or whatever, you know, yeah. like but these disaster like, movies were business at the time. But that's not even it's a but it's like a an adult movie disaster movie, like you know what I'm saying. Like but it's this not is the like, thing: people were going to the movies. I mean, crazy. this movie, what women want, made 182 million dollars <laughs> domestically. Like people are going to the movies. They're seeing anything. What's yeah. playing this week? Before this, like, what did Mel Gibson do? Ransom? Give me back my son. It's a great movie, bro. I haven't seen that movie. <laughs> Give me back my son. That's oh, another that thing crazy. that I've tweeted out a hundred times over the years. You never seen when, it. Have you seen when it? I first start, I went to the theaters to see it. Okay. Um, when I started doing the revolting blob, one of the revolting blobs like things I go. decided <laughs> was that <laughs> like that was gonna his catchphrase was gonna be "Give me back my son." <laughs> what a catchphrase! <laughs> 
So I would tweet it. And then in the middle of matches, I might yell it. Or if I was doing promos, I would end it with, give me back my son. And no one had any idea what I was doing. But most people just assumed I was talking about CPA. And that CPA was the Blob's son. Oh, my God. Hysterical, bro. So what is this movie about, Gomez? We get a cocky, chauvinistic advertising executive magically acquires the ability to hear what women are thinking. Sounds Pretty like basic layout, right? Yeah. Would you Would you want that ability, Joe? Because seems like a, it's a powerful thing to have, you know? See, I think the movie does a good job of explaining the power mm, of this power. It does. Because... At first, he's completely overwhelmed by him. We get Mel Gibson plays the character of Nick Marshall here. So Nick is a real piece of shit. Oh, yes, he is. (laughs) Nobody likes him. Except that he's the idea of what the cool rich guy is. The swinging bachelor. He's got the cool loft apartment, you know, in, in the you know downtown area of Chicago. He's living the life. He wears nice clothes. So every like, he's what the the guys think is the prototype yeah. for what they want to be. Meanwhile, women everywhere hate him. Yes, Anyone like who comes in contact guy. with him <laughs> is like, oh, this fucking douche. But. Stupid girls still go out of their way to sleep with him because they have daddy issues, and he's an older man who. And then, look, that's what it is, right? <laughs> Impossible, sure. <laughs> he's you know, also he's very not, handsome. You yeah, know, that he's goes handsome, way. but he's handsome and rich, but he's a bit older and grizzled too. There you go. Yes, that's daddy, right? <laughs> But he gets this power, and at first he doesn't know what the hell is going on. He doesn't know how to control it, what to do, what to think, where to look. And then finally, once he's able to really harness it, he's able to use it to his advantage. So would I want this power? Absolutely! (laughs) Joe cuts the movie off in the second act. Like, this is it. He knows how to use it. Movie no, over. A, the movie wasn't over. I was already getting ready to throw the hair dryer in the bathtub. <laughs> Nick is a like he's just a a fucking scumbag. He's a terrible father. He's divorced. He's got an absurdly hot ex-wife that like he's still trying to hit on, even at like her own wedding when she's getting remarried to yes. but like meanwhile, his daughter hates him, doesn't want anything to do with him. The people at work outside of the two older lady assistants that he has, like, all hate him. And he's too even fucking egotistical to even recognize it. He's all his own head, his own shit. Have a little self-awareness, Nick Marshall. <laughs> he is. He's very, it's just like, oh, this guy's real fucking annoyed. Like, he's, like, over the top. Like, every stereotype you think of, like, hey, what's a, what's a piece of shit pig kind of guy? Like, what is, he's hitting all the notes, all of them. And then he's threatened because his advertising agency brings in a new executive as played by Helen Hunt, Darcy McGuire. She's coming from uh, another big time agency and she's done some really big jobs and big work. So she's like a name in the industry. So she gets brought into this and gets the job that Nick wanted. Yes. And now his life is thrown into tumult because he doesn't know how to handle this, having to answer to a woman now. And one of the first jobs that she gives out is she hands everybody in the meeting 
like a gift basket of all these products and says, I want you to come up with a pitch for one of the products in this basket. And they're all women-centric items. Yeah. Pantyhose, uh, lipstick. There's all Creams. women's. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff, so yeah. Nick decides everything Nick keeps coming up with is like from the guy's perspective. Like even when he's like thinking about the lipstick, he's like lipstick on the collar, lipstick on the neck. Like, bro, like what are you, you're going to sell, be a good mistress, leave it, leave your mark on his collar. Like that's your advertising plan, Nick Marshall. But he decides he's going to really get into it. And he starts like testing out all the products. He has a mishap in his bathroom where he, uh, drops the hair dryer into the bathtub with his foot gets caught, and all of a sudden, an electric shock gives him the power to hear what women think. You would think that there would have to be some kind of cross contaminant. Like I've seen the fly. I know. Like, like something should have happened besides just the. the just, well, I guess because he was wearing he was wearing the pantyhose and the lipstick, and he's <laughs> so like because he was thinking about getting into women's heads <laughs> that now all of a sudden he can do it. But like yeah. I've seen the fly, you know, the fly had to go into the thing at the same time as the person to make a humanoid fly, right? We've seen yes. Ninja Turtles with Baxter Stockman, the same shit happens. We've seen that one episode of The Simpsons where Bart gets turned into the fly. We've seen the fly. We've all seen the fly in some form or fashion. It happens quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> And this is just what, like, so what happens now? Is there a possibility I drop the blow dryer in my bathtub? I hear what guys think. I don't want to fucking know. Maybe you die. Maybe you find yeah, out. Yeah, what, what happens if thinking? I die, Nick Marshall? <laughs> Do not try this at home. So he starts hearing and finding out that everybody thinks he's a jerk off. Yes. And I don't want to say he goes about trying to change his ways because he doesn't. He, he becomes does. a more devious Super asshole. Super jerk off. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> now he can use their thoughts against them. And there's one scene in particular that I'm like, bro, like, what the fuck are you even doing? Where he's in the office with Helen Hunt and it, he can hear her thoughts where she's like, oh, my God, like, am I actually attracted to this guy? And she drops something on the floor and she in her head says, oh, don't look at his penis. Don't look at his penis. And then he does this like shuffle with his pants, yeah. his yes. slacks, like he's bouncing his cock meat up against his slacks. <laughs> and he does this like two or three times. And it's just like, who why would does you, this? Why would you be doing that? <laughs> in, in what realm do you do this little bounce and shuffle unless there's a pole in your hand? Like, what are you doing, bro? Uh, please stop pelvic thrusting in my office, sir. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's very bad. First of all, how terrible is this? So I take it that... Uh, he, you know, because one of the first things he does is he hooks up with Marissa Tomei. Yes. Because he's like, oh, I know. Oh, I, I know she wants it. So here we go. And so they're making love. And he's terrible at it. Just the absolute worst. So that makes it even worse, right? This guy's just sleeping around all over town and just giving and women just the out worst bad sex, sex everywhere. Just the worst sex they ever had. So he really is the With worst. a cigarette in his mouth. And that's like one of the things that surprised me. 
that's one of the things that surprised me about this movie was how prevalent the cigarette smoking was because we forget that there was a time where you could smoke basically everywhere. Bro. And this is still 2000. But I mean, he's in the office. He's smoking. He's at the coffee shop. He's smoking. He's at home. He's smoking. No matter where he is, he's smoking. You know, even the boss is like, oh, why don't you come up to the office? Have a cigar with me. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about. Just we lived in just all that smoke. Everywhere we went, we were just chilling and smoke because one guy wanted to smoke. I remember when they first started making the laws that like, Oh, we're going to start prohibiting smoking in bars. And people were like, who would ever go to a bar if you can't smoke in it? I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know. Don't you miss it though? Sitting at the bar. hundred percent. Because in the places where you still can, it feels like you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. Naughty boy. (laughs) Yeah, I I do. I get that little. naughty like i have that feeling i love it there's something about sitting there with your drink and your and your smoke and just talking about your day or what's on the sports big sports game i guess but yeah so by the freeze he gets marissa tomei and marissa tomei is like this down on her luck yes uh coffee barista and he's like, this is like a, just a conquest for him. You know, look at me. I'm the mighty Nick Marshall going to bag me this barista. And then he's fucking terrible. And he has to lie to her because he yeah. like she gets hooked. She thinks they have this magical evening. He never calls her again. Really not even to say, hey, I don't think this is going to work out. But I had a lovely time. Maybe send her a gift basket like he's Derek Jeter or something. Well, he Instead, just stopped going to the coffee shop. And he like, stopped, he stopped buying coffee. coffee. He's like, what, you stop drinking coffee? <laughs> Some real shit, bro. And then what does he do? He goes out and says, oh, it's not you. It's I'm gay. Yes. That's even worse. This woman obviously knows where you live. She knows you from the neighborhood. What? Like, you're just going to be out with Darcy McGuire gallivanting around town now, and you're not going to run into poor Lola, Miss Lonely Heart here? Uh, <laughs> poor Marissa told me. You deserve better, honey. And then we get Erin, the file girl, who's very, feels very forgotten. and. Yes. Not thought about. She's played by a young Judy Greer, who we see in a ton of things nowadays. Yes, she is. She's in the Ant Man series. She was in Arrested Development, where she played yeah. Kitty Sanchez. The so Judy Greer, movies. yeah, she's yeah, she's in a ton of things. And here she's like the file girl, and everybody mistreats her or ignores her. And the it's a it's very odd how we thought about mental illness in two thousand or loneliness, or just mental health in general, and how this girl is just like, I feel very alone, no one cares about me, no one's going to miss me, but Nick Marshall hears this, and then when she doesn't show up to work one day, he suddenly just runs to her beautiful-looking apartment in like the Chinatown district of Chicago, (laughs) and he like barges in the door, breaks into her room, and just there to save the day because this woman obviously needed a man to save her. She needed, she needed him, bro. This movie's very absurd. Besides the listening to what women want part, the rest of it is very absurd, too. 
it's preposterous looking back (laughs) (laughs) and you look at these things and you say like who would write this i'm like it has to be like some like old boomer male like (laughs) you know you think that but then it's directed by nancy myers so i'm assuming that's a woman and she also rewrote the script yeah, Nancy like, Meyer movies are big deals. Like those are big romance, like you know, those are big rom-com movies. People love Nancy Meyer. She basically took the script, they gave it to her for rewrites. She tore the whole thing apart and rewrote it herself. And she wrote like this big male empowerment movie. Hysterical. That's interesting. I wonder, I gotta see the story behind that. That's interesting. I wouldn't think this is one of her movies. It's usually not this uh this kind of thing. So, I mean, looking back, listen, if you take it for the time period and what Mel Gibson was, uh, you know, he was a sex god at the time. He was like the symbol. He was one of the biggest actors, probably the sexiest man alive that year for all I know. Yes, 100%. People love him. If you look at it from that perspective, you, you can be entertained by this movie. If you look at it through the prism of 2024, you're going to be out on this movie about six seconds in. Oh, yes, of course. This is not, it's not a movie that gets made at all today. <laughs> not so even Gomez, an idea. You brought up the idea of, like, why wouldn't they do a sequel with that kind of box yeah. office? And the thing was, they tried. There was a report in 2009 of a what men want type of sequel where the roles would be reversed. And apparently Cameron Diaz was attached to that. It never did get made. But 10 years after that, just five years ago in 2019, it did come out what men want. And it starred Taraji P. Henson. Really? Where the fuck is this at? No one knows. Is this a movie? Oh, it's a movie, right? Okay, I kind of remember this, but I didn't know it was that kind of... What a terrible movie. That sounds boring. Oh, look at her. She got a fat ass. I want to see if she come over here. Like, what? what's the movie? Like, every guy is just like, what, what are you doing? So, originally, this movie was under the working title of Head Games, which sounds awful. <laughs> Head Games, Jesus. And it was pitched to Touchstone Pictures in 1996 as a vehicle... For who else, Gomez? I want you to take a guess. Who could have been the starring role of Nick Marshall in this movie? What what year was this? 1996, when the movie's originally pitched. 1996. So, I mean, Keanu Reeves is kind of popular, but I don't see him. Like, I'm trying to think of that kind of man. It's got to be like a manly man. Who's a manly man? It's got to be a gruff man. The kind of man who... Works with tools and rah, 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 rah. that kind of man. Get the fuck out of Tim here. Allen was who they wanted attached to this. Now, I but I get it. When you say it, I can see him doing that kind of movie, it's totally different. I don't see the same movie, but I can. It's see not him. the same movie with Tim Allen as it is with Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson has that one scene where he's dancing to the Frank Sinatra yes. in the house by himself. Tim Allen, Bro, what, what, like, what, what is gonna happen? 
Bro, so much Frank Sinatra in this fucking movie. To be and, a man, you got to listen to Frank. Shut the fuck up. What is this? I, I don't know where that came. Was that a thing at the time? Like, all high-class, wealthy bachelors listen to Frank Sinatra. What? Like, it w- was that like a theme ever? Probably. People are corny, you know? And they always people always thinking back, you know? Oh, men being men. The Rat Pack just... Blah, blah, blah. Shut up. (laughs) But I can't imagine. I mean, I can't imagine what this movie or how it would differ if Tim Allen was in it. I see. I see. He's not an advertising executive. Like, can you picture Tim Allen? It's got to be some kind of. He's kind of like a regular man. In in my head, he's like just like kind of a regular guy. He's not nothing fancy, nothing. I don't. He just kind of gets this power, and I don't see him doing bad. I see him using it to his advantage to maybe get ahead, but not like to sleep with ladies. I don't see him doing creepy stuff like that. Hmm. At the time, we talked about the box office. At the time, this movie was so popular that it was the highest December opening weekend of all time, which surpassed Scream Two. But it only lasted a year as it was then surpassed in 2001 by Ocean's Eleven. Scream th- I was going to say Scream 3. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fine. But that's, I always love that. It's like, oh, the number one December movie. And then you look, it's like, it, it's always garbage. It's like it beat nothing. Oh, I love it. Uh, so there we, there we go. What women want at the end of it, after it comes out, that he has this power and he he admits it. And he's been stealing Darcy's ideas and using them to impress the boss. That way he could get her job. Even though they're like supposedly falling in love. So he's like basically yes. cheating against this person that he's falling in love with. And she's like, well, obviously you're fired. But does this have to be it? <gasps> yes! Have you never been in a relationship? What kind of what kind of relationship do you think you're going to have? Oh, look, you're fine, but uh, hey, uh, what are you doing later? Like, he's he's getting ready to walk. Like, he knows he fucked up. And he's getting ready. He's like, I got to admit it. She lost her job. I got her job back. Now it's my time to go. I understand I'm fired, whatever. I'll go. And she's like, well, why does this have to be it? Because that's how life works, toots. This is the guy you want to keep around? Are you kidding me? It's true. <laughs> you know, maybe he didn't cheat on you physically, but he cheated you. He cheated you, the person. Everything you've worked for, everything you put your life into, your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations, this motherfucker went into your fucking head and stole that shit. And you want to be with him. You're an idiot. This relationship is doomed. Uh, no lies, no lies detected, bro. It's not a good look. It's not a not a good way to start a relationship. You know, and I've seen, like I said, I've seen this movie before. And then when it comes to the end, and she's like, "Oh, but does this have to be it?" And he's like, "Well, no. <laughs> I mean, if, if you still want it, I still got it to give. Like, duh." <laughs> uh... 
I was amazed. I and then I like I can't believe someone wrote this and thought it was a good idea. Like he didn't learn his lesson at all. He got no comeuppance. No comeuppance. Oh, I bro, he's a piece of shit at the start of the movie. He's a piece of shit at the end of and the he's movie. He's a bigger piece of shit at the end. Who got rewarded for being a piece of shit? So what did we learn, people? Be a Be piece, a of, piece shit. of shit. Let me hit some music. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? All right, Joe. What women want? The 2000. Ain't no classic over here, I'll tell you that. Where is this falling on your main man standards? Listen, I saw this when it first came out. I thought it was cute. I thought it was fun. It, it went along with the time period, right? It fit like this was the cool guy. Yeah, we all hope to be rich and have that nice office and that nice apartment and and that money and, and, and you know be handsome like that. I got most of those things. I am handsome. So I can actually relate to that kind of stuff. But watching it now, I would hope that I am a much better person than fucking Nick Marshall. What a scumbag. I would hope that no woman in my life ever attaches themselves to a Nick Marshall. It's not, I want better for you. I want you to have better. You deserve better than pieces of shit like Nick Marshall. What a horrible, horrible human being. That said, I still think this movie has a lot of fun value to it, and I give it a triple main man. I did not have fun with this movie. I was I fucking hate this movie. I was not having fun. I was like, this guy fucking sucks. Uh, I'm tired of listening to fucking Frank Sinatra. I had enough. <laughs> I was like, enough for this shit. Oh, I, at good. the end of the day, there's not anybody you're cheering for, right? Because no. he's he's such a bad person that you're not cheering for him to get the girl at the end. No, and you don't then, deserve her. He doesn't, and then when she turns around and and still wants him, doesn't want him to leave, you're like, oh, honey, no. So who do you, who are you cheering for at the end of this? Outside of Erin the File Girl, who maybe has a, a real job now. Oh, terrible movie. Ter- one and a half star. Terrible. Did I like liked it. it. I definitely liked it a lot more in my head. From the previous times I watched it, sure. Um, I'm still laughing at some of the jokes because I remember sure. my reaction to them back 24 sure. years ago. Um, so that's why I still give it a three. Um, it's still made for a an entertaining, nostalgic type of watch. If I was seeing sure. this movie for the first time today, I don't think I would feel the same. I'd probably feel closer to what you what you do. Let's have enough talking about a piece of shit. Let's 
Let's let's let's see what we're gonna watch next week, Joe. Oh, I can't still, wait. We're, we're still in the month of love, right? It's the month of love, and so I wanted to watch Valentine's you know, Day is gonna be what by the next week before next week's episode. So this is yes. gonna be our last episode before Valentine's Day. I hope you all have your plans, your dinner plans, your sexy plans, your date plan, your roses, your chocolates, your sliced turkey on rye. A little bit of brown gravy, maybe some mashed potatoes on the sandwich. Make make it's yeah, a good sandwich. Yeah. That's a good sandwich. Yeah, of course. Hot Ooh. turkey sandwich. I could go for one of those right now. Oh, nothing baby. says love like a hot turkey sandwich on rye. You've been talking real sexy to me this episode. <laughs> That's gotta tell you. All episode, you've been you've been really. If there's just... one thing I know, it's the art of seduction. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, so because you know because it's Love Month and we had a piece of shit movie, I think I think we should watch something something nice, something maybe a. I, mean, I said a classic last time. It wasn't Can a I classic. make a request? Yeah, what? I don't know if you've got like a list of movies in front of you, but I want something that makes me feel good about love again, because this movie took me out of it. See, that so I want I want something. To believe in that's gonna make me believe in love again. Then then we're gonna go with this one. Then we got a list here, but we're gonna pick this one here. This movie's playing on, on the Hulu, it's playing on the Max. This is a new classic. We're gonna okay. watch Joe. We're gonna watch the notebook. We're oh, gonna, we're gonna fall in love. We're gonna go through it. Oh boy. I, I just got I will say this, Joe. Have your tissues ready. Cause this this is gonna make you feel all the feelings, baby. I've never all seen the all the feelings. This is great. I have it's a about, story about the notebook that I'll tell next week, but oh, I've never seen it. Movie is two hours long. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I can't tell you if you feel the two hours or not. But I mean it's emotional, so maybe you know, just be prepared. Hulu, I love emotion. Let's do it. Love month. Let's do it. Notebook. Let's do it. Who's uh? This is what Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams and, and our boy Ryan Gosling. Brady. And Ryan got okay. I believe the other guy is uh, James Marsden or something like that. I think or someone. Ooh. Yes, James Marsden is the other guy. You know, there's got to be another guy. Uh, I don't. Don't, don't give me too much. No, you know, don't worry about it. It's about a forbidden love. Come on, that's that's what you need to know. Those are such good kinds of love, too. The best kind of love. <laughs> oh, but that's going to be for next week, Gomez. We still need to finish up this week. Oh, let me hear some music for you, baby. It's now time for the Finish. All right, baby. Big finish time. Oh, man. Let's spin this wheel. All right, Joe. Today's big finish. We got a fuck, Mary kill. Mm, You ready, baby? I'm so ready. Here are your three choices for this one. Okay. Your choices are. Ronald McDonald, the Hamburglar, and the Grimace. Oh man! Oh shit! 
It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I think the yeah. marry is the easy one. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna marry Ronald McDonald? Is hundred percent. I marry. Feels money. like a good a good companion. I like the good companion. He makes you laugh. He, I just got finished saying I want something to make me believe in true love, and I just said now I'm marrying for money. The Colossus okay. of Contradictions here. I'm thinking I'm going to fuck the Grimace. I got to know what's up with the Grimace, bro. I need it. The Grimace is supposedly made of milkshakes, right? Bro, it's got some curves, right? I can, I can get down with the Grimace. Let me yeah, see I that. I don't know about that. See that gussy. Whatever. The Grimace <laughs> might be too much for me. But I don't know that hamburger. He looks sketchy. I don't know if I want to be getting down in the sheets with the hamburger. So you want know. to marry him and get to know him? <laughs> he looks sketch, bro. I don't know. Like I, he might be good, you know, bad boy maybe. You know, I don't. Okay, know. so I got mine. Like I said, I'm gonna marry Ronald. Okay. The hamburger, I'm gonna have to kill. Yeah, I think so. Because he just seems like the type who would be in it for himself. He wouldn't he wouldn't worry about my pleasure. I can see that. I can see that. In and out. And as someone who is noted uh, to be about themselves, much like Nick Marshall in What Women Want, uh, we can't have two people not you know with the with the same end game here. So that's yeah. not going to work for either one of us. I feel like the Grimace would be a much more giving lover. So I will fuck the Grimace. I agree, hundred percent. Got to fuck that grimace. Definitely killing that hamburger. I cannot be. I don't want to be around that fucking guy. Get that guy out of my face. And Ronald, I know he's got a lot of money, like Joe said, but I also think he'd be a good companion. We have good times together. Laugh. He's always trying to make you feel good. You know. Yeah, Ronald McDonald. We're gonna marry that guy. It's not necessarily a face I want to wake up to every morning. You know, that's, when that's I not a bank account. <laughs> That's not a that's not that's not bad. It's true. That red hair, little afro we got going on, you know, Nose. it could be better. But you know, listen, the big ass Imagine those fucking feet oh. tapping you in the middle of the night. You know, now we're starting to think about things here. But See, they, so but what you gonna you gonna marry the hamburger, bro? We I would can't. do a lot for money. Oh no, I'm not gonna marry the hamburger. I'm gonna stay with Ronald. I'm just not gonna be like in love. I'm just going I to. Mean, you know, it could be a loveless marriage. It doesn't have to be a loving relationship. It could just be. No, love is uh, an end goal, is a hope that not everyone gets to accomplish. Sure. You know, it was a dream of some. Not everybody gets to experience true love. I have. I've fallen in love many dozens of times. But at some Must point be. it ends. And. Only the truest of love stories have no ending. So maybe my story has yet to be told. Mm, finish that story, Cody. Finish that story. You ain't the only one with a story, Cody. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to subscribe to this show. Share it with all your friends. Leave us a five-star review. Follow us on all the social media at Car Jomez. You can follow me over at the Joe Shoes, I'll be in Gerard, Ohio this weekend for Toy Ohio. I've also got 
Philadelphia coming up with the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast at the beginning of April. And I think, I may think I will be back in Oshkosh, Wisconsin at the, be at the beginning of May sometime. So maybe you can see me there. Uh, also check out YouTube, youtube.com slash Joe Shoes for food reviews. New Oreo review went up. By the time you hear this episode, you'll have a new coffee creamer review. So there is mm. stuff in the pipeline, and I'm hopefully going to have more of it to come in the future. Mm, love it. The Gomez 154 Instagram, Twitter, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, and Blue Sky. Uh, Twitch.tv slash MezMovie. Give a follow. You never know, folks. And we're continuing the month of love next week with The Notebook, a recent classic. It's not, I wouldn't say it's even that recent anymore. It's probably 20 years for The Notebook now. So this is probably just considered a classic at this point. And that's showing yeah. on both Hulu and HBO Max for you guys to check it out and watch along with us. So that'll be for next week. But, Gomez, until then, let's make like Tom and Cruz. Peace!